Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am your host, Joe. And we're here today to talk about episode 705 entitled Singapore, which mm-hmm. seemed like a really weird name for me. I was first. the first thing I was is like, do they go to Singapore? And you're like, no, they don't. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, they don't go to Singapore. Written for television by Taylor Mallory and directed by Tracy Deer. The only thing I have to say about that is I like that it's two women, a woman who wrote it, and a woman, a female director. I really like that. Outlander has really supported female writers and directors. I'm a little disappointed that they've broken their hyphenated streak for writers. Right. Okay. The title card of this episode is Mountain Goats. That's right. And I thought, are those mountain goats in Singapore? Like, I was a little bit confused. Were you confused? I was, yeah. But it all kind of made sense. Yeah. yeah. So the very first scene, we're in 1980s. We're at Lollybrock. And mm-hmm. Brianna is walking over to the graveyard. And she's saying to Jemmy and Mandy, I told you not to play in the graveyard. Yeah. And Jemmy comes running up and he says, well, I wanted to talk to Granda. And he said that this is where I should come. And Brianna is taken aback by this and says, you haven't found granddad's grave have you and you can see she's afraid that jemmy's gonna say yeah it's right here jamie frazier and this is the beginning of a long run of brianna playing denial games i guess and roger facilitating it i i really really don't get this yeah there's there's a lot of it i don't really get um i like like weirdo shining jemmy we need some payoff on this like we've had like i want to say four episodes of weirdo shining jemmy yeah and jemmy can do stuff i want to see a little red rum that's what i'm looking for i don't know if you've seen the shining but uh like i'm looking jemmy is we know he can talk to babies Mm -hmm. we know he's a powerful time traveler Mm -hmm. we know he's very connected to the king of men yeah right yeah he communicates with him via dreams all, all kinds of stuff and he talks to weird space horses there's pixies that yeah. steal his radio yeah. there's all kind of like there's weird <laughs> stuff apparently allegedly going on right he could also just be a child that lies a lot we don't know but it is implied that there's probably more yeah and i'm ready for it i am too i am too enough implication and a little bit more explanation oh very Thank nice you. yeah so the next scene Roger finds Brianna and she's crying and she's holding the next letter. I thought perhaps she'd be holding the final letter. Right. In fact, she's holding the next letter. And she says to him, I know we said we'd wait to read another one, but I was just missing them. And Roger says, well, I think we've waited long enough. And I was thinking about this before that they've sort of tried to like shift it. So now it's sort of, Roger and Brianna are like our main story. And I feel like what they're trying to do now is everything, all the Claire and Jamie stuff is supposed to be sort of like flashbacks as they're reading the letters, which I feel like if they had done that right from the beginning of the season would have been a lot more interesting. Like if they would have tried to do that as some sort of uh, like a, like a storytelling device, but that's what I feel like they're doing now, but it doesn't really, but they can't cause there's too many other stories yeah. happening which would maybe not they got a box that, of letters from ian and, and william? william i don't know but it was so whatever whatever just clunky 
Well, so they read they read a letter. And I, I guess I before I get into what they read, I also find it like it's clear that Brianna's driving the timeline as to when they read the letters, yeah. right? Because Roger comes in and he's like, okay, sure. Well, let's read. It is like, her parents. It is her parents. But he's got some investment to these people too. He lived with them for five years and he knew Claire for how many years before she went back in time and yeah. he watched her dissolve into a stone. Like, I understand they're Brianna's parents, but Roger has some emotional attachment to them. And in addition, he's a historian. Like, how is he like, well, you decide when we read the I feel letters. like he's not a historian. He is, he's just, he's basically like, he's like a scoop of melted vanilla ice cream. There's nothing there. There's like, he brings nothing to the table. I disagree. Table. I think he's great. but No, I but like, seriously, like... the character, Roger, like, what's he bringing to the table? He makes a mean sandwich. He's a foil maybe. for, he's just he's, something that he's she He's literally can... just someone for, Cla- for Claire, for... Brianna. Or Brianna yeah. to talk to. Like, yeah. he has no... He, for, like, seasons now, that character has, like, n- maybe in the books, but in the, the... he Roger has no purpose and has not. And has been, like... In fact, his lack of purpose has been his storyline. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, that's, that's, like, his only arc. But it's sort of... It's, like, too meta for its own good. Yeah, yeah. Well, they agree to read the letter, and they learn that Claire and Jamie are in Fort Ticonderoga. Fort Ticonderoga. You got it. Something like that. They're building defenses, and Jamie is released from service as of the 4th of July. So we don't... When was it? Like in June that they got this letter? Was it dated June? But it's a temporary thing. He's doing this until the 4th of July, and then the plan is they're going to go to Scotland. Right. Of course. We all know what happened on the 4th of July. That's why there's a holiday in the U.S. Right. For it. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when Brianna's like, well, what are they doing there? They were supposed to be going to Scotland. And Roger says, well, we could scour the history books and see if there's any mention of them. And she says, no, don't. Maybe it's better. We don't know. And I just want to say... This is such a bizarre way to tell a story, mm-hmm. to have the protagonist not want to hear it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, I guess it's it's the only way to explain why they wouldn't... Like, again, if they're trying to use this as some sort of, like, storytelling device now, suddenly, out of the blue, uh, it's the only way that it makes sense for her to not just, like, read all the letters. Yeah. So we then join Claire and Jamie, mm-hmm. and Jamie is providing some background information on what the British had done. He's talking to the general, and he's saying, especially if there's Highlanders among them, I'm I'm pretty sure this is what they'll do. Yeah, because earlier he'd looked across the lake, and he yeah. saw there was this, like, tall hill. Yeah. And it's like, they're going to shoot us with cannons from there, and the French... The French lieutenant, lieutenant is like, it's just goats over there. And Jamie says... Where a goat can go, a man can go, sir. It's a very well-delivered line. It is, it is. Uh, French Lieutenant, though, is having no part of Jamie Fraser's uh, wisdom. No, and you know immediately. It's like, like... Immediately, as soon as he doesn't listen to Jamie, the whole right. audience, even those it's, of us who haven't read the book, know exactly yeah, what's going to happen like here. It's like the most cliche story <laughs> of all time. It's like, Jamie knows what's going on. 
French guy doesn't want to listen to him. Oh, what a shocker. Jamie's going to be right. Like, it's like, why do we even bother? Wait, like, why do we bother? Just, like, fast forward. You know, yeah. like, it's such a... Well, the like, next scene, this yeah. is why we bother. Because there's some really good scenes in this episode. The mm-hmm. next scene is with William, Denzel, and Rachel Hunter. Yeah. And they're all chatting to each other as they travel. Yeah. I really like the three of them. Yeah, and they're having a philosophical conversation about about killing. Yeah. Which is, of course, clumsy foreshadowing again. <laughs> well, and then they run into Mr. Beard. Mr. Jimmy Woodcutter, yeah. Who says, oh, you've taken the wrong way. Yeah. Suspiciously, I'm going to invite you to my house for my the My wife evening. would be pleased to welcome you oh, to supper and a bed. What could possibly go wrong? So yeah. they join them. They're eating the stew. It couldn't mm-hmm. look more disgusting. It's it made just out, looks so disgusting. It's made out of rats. It it's is made, rat stew. It's rat carcasses, and you can see the whiskers on them still. Mm-hmm. And um, which somehow makes it worse, even though it's already pretty awful. It's really, really disgusting. Uh, William and Denzel are doing a good job of just eating it. Now I have a question. Uh, did they? Okay, like, we could go back to it later, but, but as we find out, like, they've been robbing folks and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, So, like, theoretically, they shouldn't have to eat rat carcass stew, right? Like, because um, th- this is what didn't really play very well for me, because later, sorry, loins, we're jumping ahead here. Uh, Rachel says that they had, like, a whole bucket of jewels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why aren't they, why are they still eating rat stew? I think, well, because remember the story that he told them. He's like, we're in hard times because the army took all of our... Yeah. They foraged our land and took things from us. Because William says, which side? Because you can tell William is like, I feel like he's going to change sides. He wants it to not be the British. For and sure. the guy responds, both. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this is part of the whole plot. Like, oh, we're just poor... We eat rat soup, have a good sleep. Right. Don't be suspicious of us. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was to sort of like lure them into a false sense of security. As it turns out, rat soup is what saved their lives. But Right. Rachel needs some air and she goes outside. Yeah. William comes to check on her. It's very flirty. I don't find it overtly flirty. Did not you like, not? Not like Ian, like smoldering, eye banging flirty. It was a pleasure to meet you. you know, Ian is in there all the way. <laughs> Well, I thought it was flirty and very sweet, but like appropriate flirty, right? And and he said British fancy man flirty. It was British fancy man flirty, yeah. yeah. And he Self said sensibility shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a deep cut. He said, um, "You know what? Let's just go have a good night's sleep, and we'll leave first thing in the morning. And if they offer us breakfast, we will say nay." No. And she giggles. She does. And then they go in, so he makes her feel better. Everything seems fine. Then Roger and Bree get ready for a day in Lollybrock. Hmm. And Roger's into her hard hat. Bring it home, he says. Yeah, all of a sudden they try and be like sexy flirty. Nobody wants to see these two actors try and be sexy flirty. It's like Nobody wants the least it. sexy flirty Nobody ever. wants it. And I no. don't know if you remember, but the night that Roger and Brianna got married, they had a sex scene sort of akin to the stuff that Jamie and Claire used to do. It was the do. back hair episode. It was yeah. the back hair don't care episode. Yeah, yeah. And it was awful to watch. Like, they, it I was mean, 
awful to Lawyers. watch. And I think across the board, everyone felt yeah. like no one wants to see these two actors forced to be naked and faking. It's like Naked and Afraid. It's like that reality show. <laughs> Uh, it's not good and they they haven't shown it no again. they're like They've, oil and water they just like it's it's just such a colossal yeah battle. but i think i mean in the books that i read they continue right like that's just kind of yeah diana gabaldon does not shut the bedroom door in no. her writing no but i think the writers but, but, of the show but know but stars network like, does shut like, the bedroom door what we can do yeah, can... is not show those two actors that's right but they were trying to be a little flirty and then Mandy comes up, and I noticed she's holding uh, stuffy in every scene, and she says, Mama. And I, that's when I said to you, I'm like, I think she's playing younger than she is. Yeah, even though this she looks like, like five. She's a five-year-old actress, obviously, maybe six. But I think they're trying to play her up as like two or three. Right. Because Roger's always picking her up. They're calling her baby. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's... So I don't think it's been that long since they've left the maybe. past. Who knows? I think maybe three years. So then we, unfortunately, are following Brianna's storyline. She meets the crew. I don't mind this. I don't mind Brianna's storyline. I don't, like, I don't love it, but it's better than just, like, sad Roger sits at home and makes soup or whatever the hell we had to watch before. Okay. So she meets the crew. It's a cold reception. And I will say, when she walked up, she looks like a child playing dress up. Like, she's so skinny and she's wearing that outfit and the hard hat. You noted how beautiful the scenery was in this. Oh, God, I love Scotland. It's it's breathtaking, hey? Yeah. They lock her in a tunnel, and they drive away. Yeah. Were you like, surprised at this? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's stupid and... Hazy. It's hazy. Hazing. I guess that was still something uh, people did in the 80s. Seems uh, a bit extreme. 1980, it seems very extreme and dangerous. Uh, I mean, it's sort of like um, Jemmy Shining. Like, I... Like, I like this storyline because I feel like it's going somewhere and it better. And then they looked like it was going to go somewhere and then they just ignored it. I know. Tell us what happened, Meg. So she figures out the breaker system. She turns on all the lights and then she's walking through the tunnel and you were quite excited at this part. You I mean, were like, is she is she going to meet the ghost of Jamie? What's going to Something happen? Something was going to happen. She's and you in, also thought it looked really cool. The tunnel looks super cool. Like I guarantee whoever did locations for this episode, like, wow, they've, I don't, I mean, maybe they built that. I, I don't know, but like the, the tunnel system looked really good. Yeah, it really did. So I think the thing that you'd like me to discuss, and I would love to talk to you about it because yeah. we purposefully didn't last night. I'm like, save it for the podcast mm-hmm. is that she goes through like she hears buzzing and everything looks it was kind a time of, thing it was a time thing and there was like say. a there was like a time gate like i thought and she like and she ran and through she, it and it's not like she didn't realize it was there because she got all scrunchy face and she had to like she actually like got up and like ran she plugged through her it. ears and she ran through it and then you said she's obviously traveled through obviously time. she's traveled through time where is she now where and i thought the same thing maybe she's in singapore she's not Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing and happened, and she never brings it up again. That's du- Nothing, that's why it's, it's never, double dumb. It's, it's never discussed. Yeah, a dumb that it that nothing happened. She doesn't happened. even so much as like turn around and look over her and be shoulder. Like, that was odd. And mutter like we got to hear her mutter. Do I go left or do I go right? But mm-hmm. we don't get to hear her Should mutter. Should I run through the time portal? Like, wouldn't you take a step? Like, you know what you've now? She's tra- traveled through time thrice, right? 
Yeah. Like once was a fail whale, mm-hmm. but like she has done it, but thrice. And um, so she knows, like she should know by now what it sounds like at the very least, like the and how sensation. It feels. So a first of all, like if you're standing in front of what is quite obviously some sort of dimensional door, spoiler, apparently it wasn't, but like it sure looked like <laughs> one and sounded like one. Um, like I would maybe not go through it. Because, like, where are you going to end up? Where, like, your family is all back in Lollybrack. And it's like, you're just going to you're just gonna leave and end up, like, who knows where that space portal, if it actually was a functional storytelling device, could have taken her. It could have taken her to Oh, my gosh. It could have taken times, her you know, like, to Castle Leoc when Claire and Jamie first met. Right. That makes no sense because, oh, no, no, she's in Scotland. No, she could have gone somewhere cool in Scotland. She could have ended up. I for, remember keep thinking they're in America. Still. In season one, when Claire is in Castle Leoc and she's trying to escape, but she's kind right. of like into Jamie, but she's like trying to get out. Yeah. Brianna could have come and met her mother. And, uh, like before she knew. <laughs> wouldn't that be that would actually be like bonkers if Brianna went back to a time. That would be see now like don't try and make this show interesting. <laughs> But, like, if Brianna had gone back to a time before Jamie, Jamie and Claire, Claire were even together. Before they knew her, each other. Or, she'd like, be like, before a they got married. Like, they were, oh. And she's like, hi, da, and mama. And mom, like, mama. And, like, I'm and, your and child. Claire would be like, takes a seat, Roosevelt Christ, who are you? You know, something that is like, <laughs> it, like, um... That would be kind of interesting. I mean, there's so many interesting things. A million things. percent chance there's they don't do that. Too too interesting. So too interesting. many things that could have happened. Mm-hmm. In, guess like, what Guess what did happen? She could have even just turned around and said, oh my God, that was a time That was a portal. time, time was a portal. Time nip, ripple. She didn't even do that. Nothing. Nothing. Didn't tell Roger. She could deep breath Roger's and just look at the view. Roger's traveled as well. I <laughs> think he would have found that maybe interesting. Like, they brush off so many... It's the same stupid as when Claire was like... Jamie just completely described a telephone, and I don't care. Like, I need to wash my face and go to sleep now. Like, it's it's like... I don't understand, like, the, 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 like the order of priority for yeah. these characters. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's just bizarre. Okay. Anyway. Back in time. Back in time. Ian returns from his jaunt out where he met William and he's speaking to, I guess, another lieutenant who says because he speaks Mohawk, he's Mm. asked to send a message for an alliance and he wants him to go, I guess, to the old Mohawk clan that he lived with and provide a message and Ian's like, oh, um, I'm not comfortable doing that. It's for personal reasons. And he says, the general doesn't allow for personal reasons. Leave today. That's an order. Yeah. Okay, great. Off he goes. But first, just a quick, quick convo with Claire, with Auntie Claire. Yeah. To talk about babies. Spirit. About his spirit. Yeah. Slash. Loins. Yeah. Um, I didn't really need this scene i mean it made sense i actually think this made sense for a lot of reasons because he was like i can't be with another woman if i can't give him a give her a baby because of my broken spirit junk and so he wants to (laughs) get with rachel and he's like i need to make sure my spirit junk works auntie claire and claire says i think it does fully functional yeah yeah probably (laughs) anyway it's whatever it is it's not that you 
have a impotent spirit. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then next. If your spirit sticks around for more than four hours, call a physician. Right. Um, the next scene, after the rat stew, right. it shows William and Denzel, although they call him Denny. So let's call him Denny. William and Denny. I was just thinking of Denzel Washington. I know, me too. Yeah. And Rachel. And they're all sleeping on the floor. Yeah. And William wakes up because he feels sick. He's got he's got the he's got the fupo. So he sits up and he looks sick too. Like he's quite yeah. green. He looks like he ate rat stew. Is what he looks like. Yeah, this is such a great scene. He turns and he sees Mister and Missus Roberts. Log cutting assholes. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Oh, are you feeling sick too?" And then he's like, "Whoa!" They are like lunging at him. Yeah. So they got machetes and yeah, knives. And this things? scene is so chaotic because we're watching William struggle and fight with the man, but you can hear in mm-hmm. the background Rachel and Denny right fighting with the wife. Yeah, and William does a great job. Like he 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 kills he, the guy. He kills the guy with a hot poker. With a hot well, poker, it's probably a room temperature poker, actually. But he still killed him with. And it. he's so stressed out, but he can hear like screaming, and yeah. he turns around, and Denny and Rachel, maybe because they're Quakers, so they're nonviolent. Yeah. They're holding the woman, but they're right. screaming they at him. They don't know what to do. know what to do, and they're like, "Help! Help!" Yeah. And he just cold cocks her. I loved it. <laughs> he's like, you can just like, you can see and feel his adrenaline. Yeah. And it like doesn't matter that she's a woman. It doesn't matter like all propriety. Like it's. Out yeah. the window and he just like, yeah, locks her, like yeah. knocks her right Stone cold. out. Yeah. He's just like, I can't deal with the crazy that's happening. Right. Also, also, I gotta shit myself probably. <laughs> like there was some stuff going on. Like he's like, we need to end this right now. Yeah, but when that happens, when he clocks her, I turned to look at you and you were like, you immediately said. It was the right thing to do. I mean, I am certainly would never advocate for violence against women, but if she's got a knife and Quaker Oats 1 and 2 aren't doing a damn thing, like, you got to deal with that shit. I like, <laughs> So, um, he and Rachel then have a conversation. You said you understood what was happening. He's a first-time murderess, as you yeah, called him. Yeah, he's a first-time murderess, yeah. Big talker. Big talker on a horse, but once, you know, yeah. put, a, put a lukewarm poker into somebody's stomach and all of a sudden he turns... To a delicate flower. Yeah, and she says she doesn't think any less of him. No. And you said he shouldn't even feel badly. Well, what are you going to do? The guy was coming at him with a machete. Yeah. Like, he had to... He had to be a murderess. He had to murderess his ass, yeah. And he didn't kill the woman. No, he just punched the shit out of her. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Then, Jamie and Claire have a conversation about how the French general won't listen to him. And I like this scene between them because he really does rely on Claire as an equal, right? Like, he wanted to talk through what he should do. He's like, this is what's happening. Like, I I just know that we're going to get attacked. How should he handle it? She gives a reference to her past, which is his future World War II, and says, seeing is believing. Right, which is a more modern colloquialism right and right. he like it's the first time he's ever heard it and he's like oh seeing seeing is believing sasanak seeing is believing. is believing and then he's got a plan and then he has king a plan. of plans king yeah. of plans so william says goodbye to denzel and rachel and mm-hmm. they have a bit of a heart to heart and there were flirty looks between william and rachel he gives her money it's like but i'm keeping the cross yeah and then they part ways mm-hmm. and rachel and denny 
are on their way to meet with Claire and Jamie. Well, he and he alludes, he's like, if you get into some trouble, tell them that like, you know I'm someone, that you know someone who's probably British soldier. Yeah, we like, want, I gotta I'm go, peace out. Really important. Yeah. So just tell yeah. them that you're with me. That's right. And... But he didn't he give didn't he drop the name of his cousin, yeah. not himself? Yeah. 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 And then... But they think he's a deserter. Well, they are... Desi. Desi yeah, does. Denny. Yeah. Desbot. Denny does, yeah. yeah. So I really, again, I like the chemistry. I mean, the girl who's playing Rachel seems to have chemistry with everyone, but she has good brother-sister chemistry They're all with strong. Denny. Yeah. They're all, all And you pointed out that the actor that plays Denzel kind of looks... He has, like, Lord John he's Gray got, He's got quality, young... He's hey? got... He's, like, lesser John Gray. He is lesser, he's for like, sure. But he's in like the same the, family. Yeah, he's sort of, like... John Gray's like, like not bad cousin. Yeah, you know? like he's got the he's, and he has the same kindness and a little bit of the charm. A little bit of charm, right? Yeah, but yeah. he, oh, but also that sort of like long face, ponytail, face. Yeah. vampire. Yeah. Ian is now reuniting with his ex-wife. He mm, runs into yeah. her. This actress is so beautiful. Like she looks like she's not wearing any makeup. She is so stunning. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if she's one of the Canadians, because in oh, season four, they recruited a so ton of Canadian Indigenous actors and actresses. Yeah. So I'm like, God, she's so beautiful. Is she Canadian? She might be. But he asks to meet her son. Yeah. Which is, like, in and of itself, bizarre. Like, and she thought it was kind of weird. Like, it, it was weird for a number of reasons. Like, he goes in and he's like, because now he knows his spirit dick works. He's like, he's not offended anymore. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm glad you have a family. And he's like, can I meet your son? Which is odd, because it's like, it's not, he should be a little more uptight about that. I don't but know. But whatever. And she thinks it's weird, too. Yeah, and she's like, she's okay. Like, okay. But then what happens? And then he comes running up, and you're like, he looks really white. And then Ian says, what's your name? And the little boy says, swiftest of lizards. And you responded, youngest of Ian's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean... What the deuce is happening here? Well, they here? did that on purpose, obviously, oh, right? Yes, like, and obviously, really yes. well cast little boy. He looks looked, like the youngest of Ian's, for sure. He looks like the youngest of Ian's slash a little bit of beautiful Canadian indigenous woman. Yeah. Like, it's a good mix. Luscious head of hair. Luscious kid. head of sort of ready hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and he does, in fact, name him Ian James. Of course he does. And now young Ian is footloose and fancy free guys. Like, mm-hmm. he is sassy and, and single yeah. with spirit dick working right spirit functional spirit dick he meets his son rolls with it in stride oh you didn't tell me i had a son your grandma who basically kicked me the fuck out of this tribe told you not to tell your dad knock knock who's there he knows like it's like like uh, i mean like and then they just never tell ian and then ian comes and meets him he's like oh hi little guy obviously my son yeah i'm gonna name you ian what are you gonna do now i'm gonna leave yeah like what bye (laughs) and then just peace out like the That's whole right. thing made no it's no all, sense. It's really nice. It's supposed to be just like a nice happy scene. It's a nice wrap up to that relationship yeah. that he had. Yeah. Back in 1980, <laughs> Roger is making oh, some sort God. of go kart situation. I'm not know. sure how he's spending his days. I can't explain it. I don't know it's what he's doing. They would be making a go kart and not allude to it at all. Like, hey, I'm making Jimmy this go-kart. Like, it's, I think that's what he's making, but... Who's he gonna... He's gonna say it to the camera? To us? He's on his own. when he goes to find Jimmy, he could be like, oh, do you want to go see the go-karts I'm making for you? Maybe. Like that. But no, he doesn't. He's like, can you pick up your crisp package? So, Jimmy comes home after school, 
and he goes into I think the wine cellar that Fergus was in in season three. Yeah, it was, I, I recognize. I that recognize it too. But then set. I was wondering, was that? Did we walk past that when we went to Lollybrock? No, I don't think. I don't think it's there. I don't think it's there either. No. Anyways, Jemmy has just a really sad tale of essentially being physically assaulted by his teachers and principal. Yeah. This is in 1980, guys, and this seems a bit archaic to me because I was in school in the 1980s, not in 1980 and not in Scotland, but I went to school in the 1980s in Canada. But and he, he goes to like a boarding school. Like no, he's it's got, not a boarding school. He comes home every night. He's got, oh, not a boarding school, but like a, like he's got a uniform. Like it's more of a like a proper uniformy okay. school and stuff like. So I mean, again, not saying it's cool, but like maybe they were still hand rulering. Then I don't. I know. don't know. I didn't really get this scene either. And Roger, like Jemmy says, "Are you mad?" And you and Roger said at the same time, "Not at you," because no, you said, "Yeah, standard dad line." Standard dad response. Yeah, no, it's like. But then he again. Didn't, didn't do, do a damn thing. Anything a, about it. Which is classic Roger. Didn't do anything about it. And I will just fast forward a little bit because the scene where Brianna and Roger have a heart to heart about how shit her day was, mm-hmm. she didn't mention to him. They left the kids to go into a room to talk about their day. Mm-hmm. She's like, it was shit. It was awful. They were rude because I'm a woman. She didn't mention the time travel bubble that she walked through and had to plug her ears. He didn't mention that their kid had been beaten up at school. Like, yeah, there's some things to talk about. But what he did give her was a pen. A pen. A secret compartment <laughs> pen, which made no goddamn sense. Again, this episode just should just be called No Goddamn Sense. Because he's it's like, like, look at this. He's like, check like, this out. A, a secret, secret compartment drawer? drawer, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, what's in it? It's a pen. And she's like, oh, oh Roger. What a glorious it's pen. Beautiful. Like, I don't understand. I, there's, there's two things I don't understand. First of all, the pen. It's 1980. The pen has been invented for a long time. Um, maybe she needs to do a lot of writing and she needs a fancy pen. The other thing is, I don't understand the purpose of a secret drawer. Like, it's not very important if there was nothing in it. Like, you don't... Why? I know. When he, when he said that, you were like, what's in what's there? In the is drawer? it Jamie's letters? Is there a secret Guess what letter was in from the drawer? Jamie? Two things were in the drawer. Jack and shit. No, That's the it. pen was in the drawer. Well, no, but the, he put the pen in the drawer. Nothing was originally in the drawer. Like, it's like when he found the drawer, the pen was not in it. Like, it was just an empty drawer. It's like, really why confusing, and I don't understand. Would you write that in? The pen, the gratitude for the pen was what threw me off. And yeah. she was like, oh, Roger, you shouldn't have. And he's like, wanted to. I needed to get that pen. For wanted me, it was to. the drawer. It's like, <laughs> the pen could have just been in the regular drawer. And it wouldn't have changed the scene at all. Nothing, like why? There's just so much. Why? Why? I don't know. Why? So Claire yeah. and Denzel Hunter then meet, which is great. They meet over a discussion about an amputation, amputation yeah, of no. this very nice gentleman named Walter. Oh, seems like such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Corporal Dickbag or whatever the the head surgeon Awful. wants no part of anything. It's just like if anyone is in charge, they're stupid. Basically, yeah. is the Outlander mantra. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so. It's just like cliche out out the out the bum. Yeah, but Claire and Denzel Hunter are on the same page. He is so likable. Yeah. And that moment where he orders boiling water, mm-hmm. it's like you're just so happy because you already had a good feeling about him. We've now known him for a couple episodes. To see him right. with our heroine, like to see him mm-hmm. with Claire, and there. Well, he's great. Like because he he's obviously he has gone to medical school. 
but immediately knows that Claire knows her shit. Yeah. And 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 immediately respects respects it, it and is like, what else in. can you bring to the table? Yeah. It's yeah. like I'm gonna. He's he basically says to the to whatever Lieutenant Dickbag. He's like, well, since I'm the learned surgeon, yeah. I should I'll perform it. it. Would you like to like? He's basically just like getting him out of there. Yeah. You know, like he knows. And Claire knows that he knows that it was, you know, that she's right and that sort of thing. But he's, yeah. he's sort of just, like, clearing the path. I like how the guy's like, well, I'm going to take my dirty pox-ridden utensils <laughs> yeah. and go. Like, and Denzel is like, don't worry. I've got all yeah, of my got, own I stuff. i got my own shit. Yeah. I got it at school. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're okay. And then we both laughed because this scene ends with Denzel going to get his utensils and Claire saying, Walter, I think it's best if you get some rest. <laughs> you and I are both yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that'll help. Just close your eyes and dream, dream of, of running, running through a field because that's, that's over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Poor Walter. Meanwhile, Jamie is doing his seeing is believing test. Yeah. With French lieutenant. Yeah. And it doesn't go well. The French lieutenant gives him shit for doing it. Was there a movie called The French Lieutenant? I think maybe, maybe it's yeah. the bad lieutenant. I don't know. Anyway, I keep thinking about it. So it doesn't go well, and he storms away. Mm-hmm. Even though Jamie has proven him right, he's all like... Has proven himself right. You. And he like storms away and is like, I will put you out into the forest if I did not need one more man to die in the hands yeah. of Britain. You yeah. Know, or whatever. And Jamie, they just do a close-up on Jamie's face, and you mm-hmm. muttered, oh... oh. Could have been in Scotland, but we're here fighting the French jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man. Then we have the scene with Brianna and Roger in the pen, which we've kind of already covered. And we learn that Mandy has seen the mm. Necklavy, the horse demon as well. So now Jemmy's seen it and Mandy has seen well, she's it. She's seen something outside. And Roger's like, I'll go take a look. And oh. you said, don't worry, Roger will protect us. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, what we, we forgot to mention during the whole Jemmy got whooped scene is that Roger found some, like, garbage, garbage is, and a bottle. like and, litter. Yeah, but why would anyone be there with, like, a bottle of what looked like maybe beer or alcohol and some, like, chip packages and stuff Why would a horse like demon fairy be there eating that i mean i don't think it's a horse demon fairy uh what do you think it is i think it's just like a weird dude maybe like or maybe Dougal. who knows i think i mean there's got to be some payoff here right like it's got to be something what's right? it gonna be i don't know <laughs> who knows who it could be like i'm not really sure what it could be is it frank probably something <laughs> real stupid i'm sure that's the only thing i can i can guarantee is that it's not gonna make either any sense or just be dumb Okay. We'll see which one. Well, when Roger comes out to look, the camera angle indicates that something mm. or someone is watching him go back yes. in. Yes, yes. A point of view shot from the trees. Um, but we don't know who. Maybe it's the Necklevy. Back in the past, in a shocking turn of events, the British have decided to invade Climb the fort. <laughs> The biggest plot twist known to man. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the general is like, well, did we have no warning of this? And he's like, not enough. The French lieutenant's like, no, unfortunately, we did not. Yeah, the French guy was like, no one could have predicted this. <laughs> and maybe just like, look, like, that's a bold, that's a bold move by French jerk off. Like, I know. And no one else in the whole room was says like. Says anything. No one Because Jamie said that thing. shit in front of like 19 guys. <laughs> and not one of them is like. The That's tall dude actually said this was going to happen. Like, no one, not one of them stands up for Jamie. That's so true. Like, what jerk. They're just all just If losers. I was Jamie, I would just, like, turn anyone? and look around. Like, Anybody? is anyone going to say yeah. what happened here? But luckily, Jamie has had the foresight to plan Figure for this idiocy. And, and how to get out. He, he says, the water will carry the civilians faster he, than the British. Well, you got march. a bunch of boats, he said. I went, I, I made yeah. some boats or something. I knitted a bunch of boats for us. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh my gosh. So they all start exiting. Yeah. And this is kind of climactic. And then um, we have Roger and Bree the next day after the monster has been watching them. No mention of it at all. It's the morning. And Roger is talking about the hard hat again. Like it's just a complete like crash. No monster. No, my son's been beaten. No, I found a time portal. No. no. He's like, do you want to have a quickie yeah. for 15 minutes with the hard hat? And she says, no, I have to go and talk to those men that hazed me. Yeah. And she leaves and Roger, just back to what we were saying before about how he has literally nothing to do. He puts the hard hat on and says, in, I'll be here. In scene. Yeah. And then we have to go watch Brianna try to be cool with the men in this bar. So she goes into the bar and she says, who do I have to lock in a tunnel to get a drink around here? Oh my God. I mean, I feel like if that line had been delivered by uh, like a solid actress, it could have, it could have been a decent line. She looks so small and so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And all I could think of was this is the daughter of Jamie and Claire. Like, they are huge, big, dominant personalities. If this actress had been properly cast, mm -hmm. this would have been a really impressive scene. It should have been, yeah. Because, I mean, it was like a very ballsy, brazen thing to do. Like, she went in to this, like, dude bar and, you know, they were all being dude jerks. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. she, like sat down and tried to be like all broy and stuff like that didn't really play but it really why didn't she just fire them why didn't she just fire them i mean yeah i mean you gotta give him a chance i guess like like she wanted to i guess so now we're back at jamie trying to get everyone out of the fort right on time except he, for well he tells claire the dude in the bed <laughs> he tells claire to bring as many as you can and Claire immediately goes over and sits with Walter. And he's like, are we being invaded? I think I can walk if someone supports me. And she's like, well, nobody's going to support you. Peace. You should stay here. <laughs> Which is like... A I, horrible scene. Well, and then I could have... I, I sort of got it a little bit, right? Like, I mean, he his, his surgery is too fresh. He can't move. So her theory is that... Um, he's English. He's got an English accent, right? Seems that way, yeah. So that the that the English will be merciful to him because he's wounded. He seems a little skeptical about that. Um, and then she gives him a large bottle of laudanum. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And it'd be like, if it hurts, just chug this stuff. Um, 
or drink the whole thing before they arrive. Yeah, like is it to is it for him to suicide? I don't. I know. didn't really get that. So then, then, so when do they? Are we at the part where they go to the boats? Yeah. So she leaves him basically, right. and then they all go to the boats. And we get this cool shot of Jay Frey like walking down the I dock. I love that shot. It was I a, love it that was shot. It was a good shot. It was a great shot. But then you get the reverse angle, and the fort is on fire. <laughs> they are burning the fort. So they have lit the fort on fire so that the British can't get any of this stuff. But the dude's in there. Well, I think the hospital's a little bit further it's away. It's all made of wood. It all, it's all, it all, you, like, it's all going to be, if one of them's on fire, it's all going to be on fire. Like, I don't understand why you would leave the guy and then just light all that shit on fire. And Claire's like, don't worry, he's got the laudanum. Like, why did you bother cutting off his leg? Well, I guess they didn't know then. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just, it, it made, again. That was a little confusing like, for him, for like, sure. Take the guy, take two of the people, each grab a bedpost, and at least drag the bed into the forest before you start letting the fort on fire. Just take him somewhere Help that's him. not on fire. Or lift him up with, like, a sheet. Like, like you take two ends, floats, I'll take two ends. Right? Like, I mean, if he can be in the bed, can't someone carry a gurney and get him out of there? And just before put him you, on a boat. If you're going to light the fort on fire, I put know. him on a raft. I don't... He's still got his arms. Like, he can paddle. It's like, I I've know. seen Titanic. He I can know. survive on a door. Like, you, you know, know, it's... it's. I don't... Like it, just it was. This was like a domino of nonsensical shit in this episode, which is a high bar for Outlander. But like nothing made sense in this. That like part who did not. Signs off on this shit. Who reads this and is like, that is the logical thing to well, do. Well, what happened? Okay, book readers, what happened to Walter in the book? Yeah, because maybe he come. Maybe he survives. We don't know. <laughs> maybe. He's just terribly, terribly burned no, with that's one not leg. Funny. No, okay. it's not funny, but it's like it's it's like what else? What are his options? I don't know. The last scene is Brianna walking to the graveyard, and it ends up with her talking to Da. The rocks of Da, Da rocks. So it's a sweet notion. It ends, mm -hmm. you know. I think this is her kind of symbolically accepting that he's dead, that it's the past. So this is an acceptance moment. Mm. This is a heavy Brianna episode, though, and that's tough because it means that this episode is predominantly carried by Sophie Skelton, and that's a problem. It's I, a problem. I didn't think she was bad, that bad. Like, I mean, she's not as good as she could be, but I feel like she's stronger in future uh, Brie than okay. past Brie. Okay. Uh, kind of. I anyway. think maybe she's taking acting lessons. I mean, maybe. I I, I don't know, but like I, that ship has maybe sailed. Like uh, it's, but it, I don't know. I, it wasn't. Yeah, she's not carrying episodes. She shouldn't be carrying episodes for sure. And this definitely was a Brie heavy episode. Yeah. But um, she was failed by the writing because a lot of it didn't make sense. Yeah. Well, and as she's talking to him, it fades to black. And you said, yeah, fade out of that shit. Oh, yeah. It was, like, just too much. Like, I at that point, I'd just been beaten. Yeah. I'd been beaten like knife lady. I was ready to be done. Like, it was, I was over. Yeah. So, who is your MVP for this episode? Uh, I'm going to give it to Big Willie style. I, I like, I still like the William character. I like, I like the William, Rachel, Denzel Mm -hmm. trio mm -hmm. um 
I mean, maybe it's just because they're fresh, you know? No, I, I don't think so, because Malva Christie and Alan Christie were fresh. Yeah, I and... love Malva, though. I love that weird little witch. Yeah, you uh, did. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, like, maybe it's because they're, they're, I mean, they're the characters that are doing fresh stories. Right. All the main, quote-unquote, main characters' storylines all seemed forced and stupid. Like, the new characters all have storylines that are logical and kind of make sense. Yeah. So maybe and that's exciting. why I like them more. It's yeah. like, who is William? We're still learning about him. Like, he's an interesting guy and he's yeah. on a mission. He's got things to do. He's eating some soup and now he's got to go to the bathroom real bad. <laughs> you know, like, he's, he's fighting people off. Like, like things are... Ha- like it, But it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He's my MVP as well. Good. He's really good. What was your best scene? Uh, I kind of liked, even though, again, nonsensical, I liked the youngest of Ian scene. Did you? Well, just because it was kind of charming and weird, and I, young Ian is very good. Uh, it, it was, again, silly and made no sense, but I still liked the scene. Yeah, it was a good scene. The best scene for me was when William is fighting, when there's the fight happening mm. in the night. Yeah. And... Then when he knocks out the lady just out of like pure adrenalized, yeah, adrenaline, yeah. yeah. Worst scene. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The I I you know worst is because it could have been the best. Was the the scene where she gets locked in the dam? Yeah, like that could have been an amazing like. It was exciting. Season-defining scene. It was it was so good for so many reasons. It looked great. It was yeah. interesting. There was like drama and suspense to it, and then we get this like payoff that she that she there's like a time flopper there, and it's and then it just like it's like yeah. it's just a big fart. Yeah. Like what? The worst scene for me was probably the pen scene. I was like uh, very thrown off and confused. Also, and, and and part of it was that I was disappointed about the scene you just said. I kept thinking like. Okay, but thanks for the pen. Also, I found a time portal. Yeah. And that just wasn't happening. Was there anything else in the secret drawer? Or you're welcome for the pen. Our our son has been um, hurt at school. Yeah. None of that happened. So that was my least favorite scene. It's a good one. It's a good pick. What would you give this episode out of 100? Real low. Real low, again, because this episode had so many things about it that could have been really good. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like, it's, it's sort of, it's like the, the great parental thing where it's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because this show, this episode had like a ton of potential to actually be interesting and they just borked it at every turn. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. That's right. I'm going to give it an 85. Wow. Because there was some stuff that I really liked about this episode. Okay. And it had hope and potential. And maybe the next episode is going to blow us away. I feel away. like that's your highest grade of the it's year. Not, no, it's not. It's right up But I, I thought this was one of the better episodes. It for really sure. could have been. Yeah. Like they are on the verge of making this show somewhat interesting. Yeah. But they just can't get out of their own damn way. There's some good foundational stuff here, guys. Some good storylines that we could delve into. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we will. Next week, when you tune in to another episode of Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast in the world. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.